Hey there, AfterBuzz TV fans. I am here with the fabulous Jen Brown. How are you doing today? Oh, I'm so good. It's RTX. How are you enjoying it so far? Uh, wonderfully. <laughs> we just finished our Project Improviser panel, which is nice. my favorite panel that we do every year because it's just way too much fun. Um, and it was way too much fun this year. There was more people than ever. I think it was the most people we've had at the panel. It was packed. I mean, it wasn't full, but there was a lot of people there. Um, that was... Hi that highlight from the panel this year. Highlight from the improviser panel? Yeah. Uh, Barrett and Lee, Eddie, having to be a couple who went for their honeymoon to Pizza Hut and it was just a murder Pizza Hut <laughs> where everyone was dying and it was the funniest fucking shit. It was great. It was great. So just for anybody who comes to RTX and thinks the improviser panel, you don't have time for it, make time for it next year. You're going to miss out on a lot of stuff. So there have been a lot of fun, amazing Rooster Teeth shows uh, to, to talk about this year. I almost don't know where to start. Um, of course, we, we, we do have to talk about Ruby a little bit uh, and Pura's appearance this season. Breaking everybody's damn hearts. I Making everyone cry, <laughs> including myself. I know. It's like Miles and Carrie just kind of wanted to kick everybody's hearts, like, right. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Uh, but one of the great things about that scene is we get to see what an impact it has on Jean and how in and on Ruby as well and how losing a friend has really affected them. Are you excited to see the that aspect of their development explored in the future? I am. I'm really excited about that. I love that they're tapping into that because it's important. You can't just pretend like I died and no one cared like everyone cared <laughs> that that affected people um so yeah I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that I've, I've said this before I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing some sort of funeral yes let's hope so um and some sort of uh it's always nice seeing a show where actions have consequences and obviously there are a lot of consequences to losing Pira but I also want to talk about some some fun things that both you and I are were really really excited about in terms of volume four and that's the Nuklevi uh because anytime Rooster Teeth decides to go full horror movie yeah. I think we both lose our minds a little bit absolutely <laughs> <laughs> like every time I'm just like oh good Good. Oh, good. Something for me. I mean, I, I mean, I love it, but like, I'm, you know, this uh, a lot of a lot of people that are fans of me know this. Um, horror is my life. It's my favorite thing in the whole wide world ever. So when it gets to when it creeps into projects I work on it, it always pleases me to no end. <laughs> I do too, especially for fantasy adventures. Um, whenever they, it's like watching an old Spielberg movie where it's just like we're gonna terrify the kids too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I was really excited to see the Nuklevi, but also Red versus Blue decided to go a little bit horror movie this season too, uh, and that also was a delight. Yeah, that was great. I I got that script and was just like <laughs> reading it. I told you this already. I was like reading it, and then I finished reading the like you know the murder fridge scene, and I just I just was like. Joe, uh, like in my in my heart I was just like did Joe do this for me is this just for me I'm so excited um because yeah that's 
that's horror 101 it's great it's great yeah. It's like was this was this for my birthday? Yeah. <laughs> was this a gift? Um, but one of the things I kind of wonder about was like the second Carolina gets out of there, is she gonna go full horror movie on Temple and just be the relentless, never stopping <laughs> murderer with the machete heading straight for him? <laughs> I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, actually, that's a lie. I do know what happens. But I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> no spoilers here. I'm just going to go with my theory that she goes full Jason or Michael Myers on him. And that's how the season ends. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Uh, so speaking of horror movies, uh, we've talked about it in the past. I'm a huge fan of your guys' podcast called Women in Caskets that talks about horror movies from a feminist perspective. Just out of curiosity, what's been your favorite horror movie to come out so far this year? Ooh... Okay, well, that, well, that's hard because there are movies that have come out this year, but I saw them last year because I saw them at festivals, and then there are movies that came out this year that I saw this year. Okay. So it's, it's, har it's hard. It's hard because it's... you got to jump start on everybody. <laughs> I did. I did. Um, but, uh, well, I guess Love Witch was technically last year. Um, I guess Raw was technically last year. Uh, uh, wow. There's so many. I guess I'll go with raw for now yeah it's kind of like okay yeah what was your favorite like what was your favorite song to come out last year there's so many great options right well, I'll, I'll do a few episodes we'll go the love witch <laughs> uh raw uh oh you know what this isn't quite a horror movie but it's got horrific elements and the amazing lietti is in it and her brilliant husband directed it i don't feel at home in this world anymore is on netflix and it is fucking amazing it is a brilliant film and it's got a lot of great horror elements in it even though it's more of like a thriller there's some overlap every now and then yeah. there's some overlap that movie is so good and i'm just like i feel so lucky to know them <laughs> i'm like oh i know those people they made that brilliant movie i know them i've been to their house ah <laughs> Well, if you guys want to know more about that, check out Mark's interview with Lee Eddy. Um, they have a fun chat about that. Um, but yeah, it's always really great getting to see the different perspectives on the genre when things happen. And one of the things that Rooster Teeth did last year and that they're continuing to do this year, Day 5, which isn't necessarily horror, so to speak, yeah. but it's... It's psychological, it's got horrific elements. How did it feel being a part of that? Because the last time we spoke, uh, we your episodes hadn't come out yet. Yeah, now they're out. And now you know I'm dead, now again. They're, now they're out, <laughs> and they were heartbreaking, and it was just, generally speaking, really upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> no joke, I, I, I broke I broke me when, when they gave up towards the end there. I know, it's so <laughs> sad, but it, you know what, I loved that. Because it was different. Like, it, yeah. it was just them, I don't know, it was them kind of accepting their fate and just being like, you know what, no, I'm doing this on my terms. Like, I'm stuck in this situation, but I'm deciding that this is, I'm done. Yeah. I'm and, done with this. And even though it's heartbreaking, you completely understand. Uh, so, like, there, it's it's hard, and that's what mo one of the things that makes it so hard to watch is because we've all been to that point where it's like, I just want to sleep. And, yeah, so it was it was devastating, but it was really great. Are you excited to see what, what direction they go in for season two? I'm really excited about season two. I've seen the first episode, 
It's really good. Fantastic. Uh, Adrienne Mischler has joined the cast, and I know her from the Austin Theater and VoiceOver World. We've worked on projects together, and I adore her dearly, so it's really nice to see her join the crew, even though I'm not there <laughs> to play along with her. It's really, I'm really happy that she's on the show. And they've added a lot of really great new people, and I'm, you know, I'm still close as heck with everyone that I worked on, worked with on season one, so... Yeah, and we were talking to a few of uh, a few of the new cast members on the red carpet the other night, and uh, there was a lot of discussion about how great this that series approach to female characters is. And as somebody who regularly analyzes uh, media and uh, the feminist perspective on on media and especially the horror genre, that also must have been very gratifying getting to work on a project where they they treat female characters like people as opposed to objects or tropes. Yeah, no, agreed. I feel like the female characters are really strong, strongly written in day five. Um, yeah, I just, I was, I, was, I was very glad when I saw the scripts and I was like, oh, these, these are more than just stereotypical <laughs> characters and they, you know, they've got stuff going on. And speaking of a rooster treat and straight up horror, they have another movie coming out called Bloodfest that they announced earlier today. Uh, why didn't we get the memo on that like way earlier? I know. I was like, I heard, I heard, I heard rumors. So I, I, I had heard rumors that it was happening, and I know Owen. So I was like, okay, I know, I knew that it, it was rumors about it, but I hadn't. No one had told me. This is other people being like, hey, you're gonna want to know about this, and then me going, they're doing what? <laughs> well, given that obviously you are the horror movie expert out of all of Rooster Teeth, what would you like to see from a Rooster Teeth produced horror movie? Uh, something that's schlocky and silly, but not so much that they forget the horror. So something straight up like, horror comedy. Yeah, a good horror comedy. A good a good horror comedy. If anyone could come close to doing what Evil Dead does, I feel like Rooster Teeth could do it. Right. And I and I will say without giving away anything, um, I have been told what the premise is. And it sounds fucking awesome. <laughs> I cannot wait. That sounds amazing. So kind of get, to get back to your projects, you, in addition to working on Women in Caskets, uh, which has come a long way in the past year. By the way, which is so exciting, we just got it added to Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Don and I are real excited about that. Congratulations. That's incredible. Yeah, oh, that definitive word in horror. That's so great. That's wonderful. Um, but in addition to that, you also have Brown Recluse films mm -hmm. where you get to the point where you're like, I've talked about horror movies for so long, I'm gonna make my own. So what was kind of the idea behind that? Uh, I have been having ideas for films forever. And I wrote a script two years ago along with uh, two other gentlemen. And we wrote the movie, we love it, and I was like, we having trouble getting it made, still having trouble getting it made, but that's that's movies. <laughs> it's, it takes a while, especially when you write something as fucked up as I did. <laughs> I wrote a very hard to make movie. Um, but that made me go, you know what? Why don't we start this Patreon? Let people know that this is a thing and a goal that I'm working towards. And there's more than just the Marvin feature film that I'm trying to get made. There's a short, there's an animated web series I want to 
uh, create vinyl and is it Savage, Savage World? World. Yes. Savage World is an animated series. I'm going to start working on the scripts uh, this summer. We're going to try to get the first like five scripts written, just so we have it written, and then just you know see what we can do. Maybe do like a little animat or something. You know. But that's an idea that's based on my time. Uh, when I was in high school, I worked at Alice Cooper's Brutal Planet Haunted House for two years. So the animated series is going to be about a haunted house that's run year long by a super crazy ex-glam rock star named Rick Savage. That sounds amazing. It's really early. This is just a de developmental phase at this point. But if you donate to my Patreon and help, you're helping um, give money to me so I can not have to do my day job, so I can focus on writing the show and trying to get this a reality. Well, and speaking of other ways of supporting, you also have a Twitch channel, uh, and it, which comes as no surprise given that your co-host for Women in Caskets is a big video game fan. Uh, so what can people expect from your Twitch channel uh, in the coming weeks, months, however long? Me being incredibly terrible at every video game that crosses my path, because <laughs> I am real bad at them. We started it because Barrett, uh, my boyfriend, who was, all, who was on Red vs. Blue season 14 last year, he uh, was the one that was like, he's a huge gamer. So he, he games constantly, he loves it. And I do too, but I mostly pay, play like Telltale, Nintendo, that, that kind of, that's my speed. That's where I'm at. So he wanted to start this because he thinks I'm eventually gonna get better at first person shooters. I don't think that's true, but. <laughs> He believes in me and I really appreciate that. They're not my jam either. Yeah, I'm really bad at them. So he thought it would be really funny if, you know, fans watched me suffer through <laughs> Halo and Bioshock and oh, Goat Simulator. That was fun. <laughs> Did that this Wednesday. Did that on the most recent one. <laughs> we, we have the streams up on Twitch. It's a Jen Brown Plays. So Twitch slash Jen Brown Plays. And then we just started a YouTube channel too. So he's been putting up uh, edited videos of like highlight <laughs> highlight <laughs> reels uh of my playthroughs the halo 3 one is up on our uh youtube channel right now and it's it's pretty funny well last year when we spoke uh i asked you what you wanted to see from women in caskets in the future and you you mentioned a few ideas that you guys had buzzing around for for future growth and I feel like you guys have done a phenomenal job reaching a lot of those goals so I'm gonna ask again now that it's one year later how do you th feel about how far you've come and where do you want to go in the future oh that's so nice of you we're really we're really proud of the podcast we're really proud of it Don and I love what we've created and we love the fans and the community who's reached out and told us that we love what you're doing like that's awesome um so a that's great love it obviously and two just more just more more listeners would be nice now now that we're with bloody disgusting we're kind of hoping that we'll get to expand our base and more people will know who we are and we can start doing more conventions and going to other festivals other than Fantastic Fest and <laughs> bringing more content. We've been getting to add more interviews and that's been nice. We interviewed Ethan Embry earlier this year. Oh, you haven't listened to our Devil's Candy Ethan Embry episode? There are a couple where I, I skip because I haven't seen the movie yet. Watch Devil's Candy and then go listen to our Ethan Embry episode because he tells 
some incredible stories about that. And uh, we also go off on tangents about atheism and Satanism and drug abuse and mental illness. And it's the best. So it sounds like a boring episode, right? Like absolutely nothing happened in that one. So boring. (laughs) So boring. Well, Jen, I I think we're just about out of time. But again, thank you so much. Is there anything else? you want to say uh, to the people who have attended RTX, all of the Rooster Teeth fans, and all of co- of course the horror movie fans out there. Of course. Just thank you for being awesome. Like, y'all are just amazing and sweet and lovely. Like, I, I have so few bad experiences. Like, I can't even think of a bad experience I have had with any of y'all. Y'all are just salt to the fucking earth. <laughs> like, the best. Well, again, cannot say thank you enough. Thank you so, so much for joining us today. I look forward to seeing what projects you have here at Rooster Teeth and also with Brown Recluse Films in the future. And thank you guys so, so much for watching. We'll see you all next time.